Hello and welcome to Social Minute. Social Minute, of course, is a show where we talk about everything social media. Today um, is our second last show of the season and we are joined by the incomparable <laughs> Curvy Canuck. <laughs> um, so as is tradition, um, Kim, do you want to just tell us like a bit about um, who you are, what the Curvy Canuck is about, what your Instagram is about, what you do with that? Um, just a bit of insight for people that don't know who you are and what you do with Curvy Canuck. For sure. Well, thanks for having me for starters, Tyler. Uh, so my Instagram uh, is basically um, a body positive kind of environment uh, uh, that focuses basically on my lifestyle, which is fashion, travel, food, a uh, little bit of my dog, a little bit of my husband. Of like a little bit. A little bit. bit. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And I also like to focus on uh, local things, like local businesses, uh, local arts, uh, local food, because the food scene in Saskatoon is so amazing. We're so lucky mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I like to bring kind of a positive vibe to uh, everything that I do. And uh, I like to show people that you can be authentically yourself without having to kind of mask that. I, I put it all out mm -hmm. there. I show, I show my flaws, uh, I show my positives, uh, but it, it truly is just a very authentic picture of who I am, what I support. Yeah, so I know um, this season, which is our fourth season, um, I made the, the decision to include people that were beyond just business owners. Um, I just felt there was a lot of relevance to people like Kim, uh, people like the Nomadic Ninja, um, how they were creating content, and there's a lot of lessons I think we as business people can take away from the way that people are making content when it's not necessarily in a commercial environment, but it's still uh, a form of self-expression, which I think all social media should be. Absolutely. So the first thing I want to touch on with uh, Kim, other than the fact that we're straight up twinning. What we got going down? The first, the first, the first thing I want to talk about um, is uh, the phrase body positivity. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's something that gets tossed around a lot. More so um, these days, yeah. But, but what is body positivity like to you? To me, body positivity is, is not shaming anybody. Mm -hmm. um, it's an inclusion. It's, it's all bodies. It's thin bodies. It's thick bodies. It's big bodies. It's man bodies. It's trans bodies. It's gay bodies. It's, it's every body. And it's just looking at bodies. And instead of seeing the physical shell that we encompass, it's, it's just seeing more of what's inside. And it's not judging based on what we, what this external is of us. And, and you know, we're lucky enough to be able to dress ourselves and to put makeup on or whatever. But it's at the same point, I don't think that if you don't wear makeup, like that's okay too. Like it's just kind of being who you are and just loving who you are in this shell that we have for this mm -hmm. lifetime and loving everybody else for what they are too instead of having this snotty kind of idea of what a perfect mm -hmm. body is supposed to look like. And so I think that's um, really interesting on a platform like Instagram mm -hmm. because you know when I look at my Instagram feed or I look at just what's going on. I mean, I, I feel like I see like a lot of six packs, a lot of uh, slim, slim girls with uh, big boobs, big hair, bikinis, tans. Hey, I wear a bikini. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess my question is, you know, like there's a lot of like body image things, you know, um, for women specifically, uh, for men specifically, you know, as a gay guy, I mean, there's lots of things I deal with in terms yeah. of like 
comments that are made or uh, things that are said to me about the way I look or my size. So, you know, where, where on a platform like Instagram that's so highly visual, like where do you find the confidence to assert yourself when like, I don't want to say you're the minority, but I would say there's more pictures of these like perfect, beautiful right. women, beautiful, you know, perfect. Um, so where where do you find that confidence to fit in, and how does that how is that something for you that's like a like your self expression, and how do you? Because I've come to terms with that for myself as well sure. over three years of having photographs taken, right? Where you know for a while it was like kind of like let's just go neck up because I don't want people to see like my my belly or whatever. And then after a while it's just like. I, I think with for me and Instagram and, and this is becoming a bit more of a pervasive kind of thought and it's it's if we are going to be exposing ourselves every single day to these perfect images I think we need to kind of reduce what we see so on my Instagram on my newsfeed I only follow people that are inspiring or people who you know I don't have I don't have a body image issue because I'm not comparing myself to those thinner, more perfect looking people because I don't, I don't expose myself to that. And not to say that that's okay either, but I look at people who like Tess Holiday, she's amazing, or like Ashley Graham, like I fill my feed with people who I feel like can drive my own self-confidence because they're kind of embodying that totally. themselves. So I don't, I don't put even like, you know, I used to follow the Kardashians and, and, and I, you know, they're, they're great. How in, can you not? Right? Like, they're like know, a they're train everywhere. wreck. They're but, everywhere. And they're a little yeah. bit inspiring too, but yeah. you know, I just kind of stopped because I was, when they first started things out, they kind of had it right. You know, they were showing like fashion and how you could utilize like a bigger bottom in a certain type of clothing or whatever the case is. But now, you know, I just don't follow them because it just seems so forced mm -hmm. and they're constantly promoting like a diet pill or like a new you know, wrinkle reducer or something like that. And so I just don't fill, I don't fill my life with, um, what's going on? We missed a plug. Oh no. The audio is about to get better. There you go. <laughs> and we were a bit off center. Is it better now? <laughs> I bet you the audio is a little bit better now. Could they hear it all? Oh yeah. Uh, we just missed a plug-in because me and Kim were talking a little bit before the show. We, we were. And that's uh, what happens when you do live video. Did somebody tell you that? Or did you just no, figure just it out? No, I just noticed Oh, that you're that so smart. Yeah. Consummate professional, this guy. Nothing gets past me except plugging in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I don't need to go on another rant about body positivity. No, I think, I think that's cool. You know, one of the points that you mentioned, which I think people often forget, um, people oftentimes, I think, feel like, uh, like a slave to the internet, you know, where it's like, oh, like I see all these things I don't want to see and it's so overwhelming, it. but it's like, you can curate things, yeah. right? Like you can say like, I want to see this. I don't want to see this. I want to follow that. I want to unfollow this. Yes. I'm going to stop seeing these ads. I want to stop yes. seeing this type of thing. So I think, you know, like it's a bit of like, you have to be proactive because you'd have to like curating takes time. Sure it does. Um, but when you do seek out those positive things, when you do seek out those positive influences, when you do seek out those pages and those people that you want to follow, yes. I think you can create like really incredible experiences for yourself online. And it's always positive. It's always, mm -hmm. if it's not fulfilling you, if it's not inspiring you, and if it's not making you feel any better, chuck it. You don't need it. And that, that goes for real life too, not even yeah. just social media, but specifically social media because we are so in tune with it these days. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing. So, um, above and beyond the stuff that you consume, the body positivity, I want to talk to you about um, what 
what inspires you to be a content creator? So, you know, social media is an interesting medium because, you know, unlike TV where we're passive, we watch, you know, you click through, you find something else. Um, social media, we have two ways we can interact, right? We can consume and we can produce. And you do both. And so you do a lot of content creation. You produce a lot of things. So when you're producing things, and I know we've talked about this lots before, you know, what sense of, like, responsibility do you mm. feel when you're producing things, right? Because, you know, you're adding to that sort of, you know, lump of information that's sure. out there on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So when you're creating things, can you talk to like sort of what, what inspires you or what, what goes into, into some of your posts and, you know, cause you have so many different, so many sides of Kim, <laughs> so many masks. Yeah. I think for me, um, you know, and, and not to get too, too dark or too negative, I guess not negative, but I, to, with a certain privilege, you know, I think that we are responsible or I feel responsible to kind of foster some alliances for people who maybe don't have or, or not, you know, don't have even the confidence or maybe they just don't, they just, they just don't have the ability to, um, kind of curate their own confidence I guess so I I like to um, you know I'm an ally for 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 people of all sorts and um, I just think that it's important that what I'm putting out there is always positive and and that I never and even like to build people up like if I see somebody who you know they've got say three likes on their photo and it's a beautiful photo well why wouldn't I want to comment and build up somebody mm -hmm. or even to support a business that maybe is struggling um, why why wouldn't I want to use this platform that I've developed to support people who maybe just don't have the ability or the time or whatever to support themselves. So I, I think that, you know, with a certain privilege, with a certain, you know, ability, I think that there's a responsibility to, to, to help build other people in every component of this life and to leave them just a little bit more positive than yeah. maybe I found. Can, can you maybe even speak specifically to like younger people? Because I think, yeah. you know, as, <laughs> as a 40 year old, I think, you know, I've got some opinions on the world and I think I've got a relatively formed brain. Some parts of my brain are no longer there. So I function with what I have left. Um, but, you know, I think when we talk about young people, when we talk about, you know, um, developing emotional intelligence, yes. developing self-esteem, developing self-worth, self-identity, and they're in this critical phase where they're bombarded with, a hundred six packs and all these big boobed, big haired, you know, skinny girls, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, like how, how is it for it you something like, how is it for you? Like when you're creating content, like, are you hoping to inspire some Absolutely. people? Absolutely. Yeah. To that? You know, I, I remember being a teenager, um, you know, of course there's no internet then vaguely. Um, that's how old I am. But I remember there was no, there was really no role models that I could cling on to. There was, I mean, honestly, there was Anna Nicole Smith, who was like a right. curvier girl, or Monica Lewinsky. Well, that, so I think about I think that. Either right? one of them were great role models. I, well, that could that could really speak to <laughs> who I am. On your career choices. <laughs> That's not my career. But you know, I think that I think that for the younger people, you know, um, they if they can see somebody who who is just who loves themselves, who who doesn't really, you know. I hate to use the term doesn't give any fucks, but you know, who doesn't and who you can see that, you know, it's okay to just be you and you can see somebody who's out there just living their life and, and, and it's just something, something to inspire people and to show that, you know, empathy, 
um, not only for yourself and, and love for yourself, but for the rest of the world. And then how just choosing to be authentic and sympathetic and and empathetic, you can kind of grab onto other people and you can kind of cultivate your own little circle who will love you and nurture you because you just are being you. And I think for me to be putting myself out there, you know, to be showing myself in a bikini, I think that it just shows that it's okay. You're okay the way you are. It doesn't matter. You know, if people don't like it, well, they don't have to follow you or they don't have to, but there are so many people that will love it. And, and you know, I've surrounded myself with great people who are supportive and who, who, who love me and they just kind of accept it. And I think that there's that acceptance for everybody as long as you just find the right people to kind of get in your circle. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, just maybe I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, so when I was putting together season four and thinking of some personalities and some different things, um, I hadn't met Kim. So um, I'd only ever seen her Instagram and probably a couple of videos of you singing and a few things like that. <laughs> um, you know, and I think just from your Instagram feed, there was just such like this um, sort of passion for life and enthusiasm mm-hmm. and adventure. Um, and there was something really inspiring about it to me that I just thought like, this is a girl that I want to like, A, you know, get to know, B, probably have like some pictures with, and C, I would love it if you came on the show. I assume that you weren't introverted. Um, (laughs) um, So, so, you know, I know you had followed T-Squared and Social Way Local as well. Of course, yeah. Um, And so, you know, I was thinking of a way to like reach out to her, and I was just going to do it on Instagram. Um, And I was at the Shoppers Drug Mart, and Kim actually saw me, and like ran up to me and gave me a huge hug. And it was like super awkward, but really cool. <laughs> I should have probably asked for permission. I'm sorry. I felt okay about it. <laughs> what if you um, didn't? <laughs> yeah, probably asked for permission for you hug strangers. But, sure. You know, I felt like we knew each other. Like, look at us. Look at We're us. We're twins now. Yeah. I even rented his car. <laughs> this is true. True story. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think it's interesting when we talk about like that perception of things, you know what I mean? Uh, and we talk about um, how people see your feed and then I also think it's interesting when we talk about how people connect with things that happen online sort of like into like real life so is there any um uh instances you've had like uh, maybe like pg rated instances where you've like um interacted with somebody online and then met them in real life yeah actually there's I mean there's been a few incidences one particularly um I was at the the wine premiere in the fall and uh there had been this guy that had been following me on on Instagram for some time and he came up to me and he said I follow you on Instagram he's like the curvy Canuck and I was like well actually my friends call me Kim you know some people do and uh he he said to me he's like you are just as vibrant in person as you are on your on your news feed on your feed and and I said thank you and and he said okay well I gotta go back to uh to work and I said oh are you working here and he says no I'm singing and so he was performing at this event, and uh, so I said, well, come watch you. And, and he's this amazing local performer, his name's Graham Dick. And you know, and, and I see him now, and I've gone to see a couple of his shows, and he's just amazing. And so now we've got you know, this local performer, and then this kind of local personality who wouldn't have met otherwise, right? And so, you know, and, it, and it, I mean, we've, I've had a few people, as you probably can only assume, come up to me and be like, hey baby, I follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those people are, you know, few and far between, but for me, I've definitely met, you know, more of the good people, um, and you know, and, and even people who, 
notice me from some of the modeling that I've done for some of the companies they say hey like I saw you like I didn't realize that that company sold these clothes like thank you for doing that um, thank you for showcasing and putting yourself so out there let's talk about the modeling yeah. so I know modeling um, in Saskatoon is kind of like in some ways it's like being uh, like you know say it like researching the ocean in Saskatoon (laughs) there's not a huge fashion industry in Saskatoon there is some and there's a lot of people doing some really cool work and it's a great place to incubate and it's small and beautiful Uh, but I mean in terms of like you know compared to like New York Toronto places you know maybe a bit Vancouver Um, so when we talk about modeling in Saskatoon I mean I feel like the industry is like yeah it's definitely there's a you know a commercial aspect to it but I think a lot of people are doing it more for fun fun and they like fashion and stuff yeah so do you want to talk about like um so you do a lot of modeling shoots. Yeah, like, I've I feel been like lucky. Doing, yeah, I feel like you've been doing one like almost every weekend. <laughs> well, I maybe it feels yeah. like modeling because my life feels so luxurious all the time. I'm yeah. sure, but so talk to me, talk to me about modeling. Like talk to me about like what what is it like for you, especially you know too because like maybe certain stores like the sizes don't work for you. Or yeah, like absolutely. That. So talk to me about what it's like to represent. Um, you know, like a curvier girl, or I've got another question about this too after, but talk, let's, let's talk about modeling and photo shoots. Sure. So I was lucky enough to get involved with um, a modeling company a few years back, uh, Colleen Shally ran it. Um, yeah. So I, I did a little bit of work with her, and then that has since kind of disbanded um, just because she's, so bu- she's so busy with other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had kind of started doing that, and it was mostly just for fun. And that was kind of the, the time that I started to u- utilize Instagram. And then, you know, I would, I would work with certain photographers, and I would put myself out there. I would style myself. I would, you know, I learned how to do my own makeup, my own hair, and, um, which was difficult. Um, but so then, but then like actual companies started to approach me and say, Hey, like we've got this new curvy line. Um, am I allowed to name drop? Yeah. Luxquisite. So Luxquisite. So the girls there, Andrea and Chandra, they're like, we've got this new, uh, clothing line. It's, it's the Canadian curves. We would love it. They just approached me on Instagram just from like basically watching my Instagram feed. And, um, I, so I started working with these girls who run this amazing local company who I just love to support. And they really have just, they've taken me and they've put me in, excuse me, they've put me in. (laughs) (laughs) They put me in clothes and they've, you know, we've worked with some great photographers and, Mm -hmm. and they just, they, that has kind of just branched out a few other things. And so, you know, and because of them, people see me and then they're like, Hey, I want, I want you in, in our clothes. And, and I think that, you know, uh, I will only work with brands that the clothes work for people, you know, that aren't just straight sizes. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to work with companies that, you know, are just selling shoes because that's all that fits me. Um, I want clothes that, that I can, I can showcase myself in and that other people can show. What if they were really nice shoes? Okay. Like if they were like, what are those shoes with the, see, I don't even care. With the red bottom? Yeah. What's the red bottom? Louboutins. Louboutins. Well, maybe those, but like, I don't know. I'm not really a foot model. We'll we'll see if we can arrange that. But the modeling has been really great and it's good. It it is really good for confidence too, because you, especially when I had done some runway, um, you know, you're changing really, really fast in the back and you kind of just, you catch a glimpse 
of somebody who you think has this this ideal of a perfect body and you see that you know what every single person has flaws like the 100 pound girl and the 200 pound girl we have the same insecurities and so it actually helped me to realize that you know we're all just fighting the same battle and if we can just you know love ourselves for it then we're going to be better off so it's good for the confidence so i highly suggest getting into that kind of modeling if anybody needs a confidence boost take some pictures of yourself with somebody who knows your good sides and (laughs) And, i can find the light and can find the light yeah um so i don't want to get like too into this but um you know uh, not everything's unicorns and rainbows no can you maybe talk about um a challenging situation you had where maybe you dealt with a bit of negativity or resistance um, you know, oh around, around like uh, your body shape uh, in like the photo and modeling stuff. Um, and we don't have to name names and stuff. Just maybe no, like, of like so- something where you like a challenge you had, maybe like how you overcame it. Yeah, you know, there's been times when um, I feel like I'll be working with a photographer. They'll be myself, and then like a straight sized model. Um, and I, I do, and, and it could be my insecurity playing with me. Um, but I feel like the straight size models definitely get a better opportunity for photography. And I don't know if it's because photographers maybe don't know how to, the angles to photograph somebody who's a bit more curvy. Um, and maybe, maybe they need to get better at that. Uh, and maybe I can help. Um, so I, I feel... I think you can. I think I could. I, I feel like sometimes... Um, there's still this kind of negative idea that you know straight straight size models are are what people want to see, but I, I don't believe that. You know, and the other day somebody said to me, they said they said you know, and somebody who I care about said you're not as hot as you think you are, and I, literally I was like. Your opinion doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Because you know what? If I'm as hot as I think I am, then that's my perception of myself. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe I do need to get taken down a notch or two. But mm-hmm. I think that to tear somebody down, you know, I, why would you want to do that? Um, you know, and, and other than that, the, the biggest negative comment I actually get, and it's not even about my body, why do you wear so much makeup? I get that all the time. Like, really? people say that to me. Yeah, like somebody at work like said to me, oh, I know who you are. I'm speaking to him on the phone. He says, I know who you are. You're the one that's covered in makeup. I was like, yes, from head to toe. So, you know, so it's why like, do you wear so much makeup? Because I like it. It's, there why do go. people paint art? Why yeah, do people, exactly. why do people, you know, a, a great local clothing creator, why does she throw bleach on her clothes? Because totally. it looks so cool. That's and right, you, Christian Lee. Yeah, baby. But you know, like it's just like it's a form of art, and I like to play with my look. Yeah. And you know, some days you'll see me with my hair extensions in. Some days you'll see me with these things in. And and you know, I think that it's just an expression of who you are. And you know what? Frankly, I don't want to be boring. And you know, that's I guess one of the things that I like. I really, I really thought was cool because I think sometimes you know. Um, I guess maybe when I think of like curvy girls, plus size, whatever, and then I have a question that I really want to get into. Burning. Um, you know, I sometimes think of like, you know, maybe like more demure outfits or more draped outfits oh. or like stuff that like kind of hides things a bit more. No. And I think one of the things I love the most about like your fashion, the fashion you represent, like everything, is that you're you're really dressing for like your body and yeah. things are you know, cut nicely and, you know, you've got cleavage sometimes and you've got different things going on and it's just like really like 
bold like statements bold fashion choices which i think is just really cool to see because i think sometimes it's not always the norm and no. and when you do like you know like i've had friends you know even as a guy going into like my you know plus size stores and stuff you know some of the fashions tend to be just so like like drab, drab. and icky it, it, and 60, shapeless 60. and yeah. you know what I mean so I'm always excited to see all the looks that you come up with and the way that you like pull things together and you know all that um yeah I find that interesting so uh, the question that I want to ask is you know and I think this is something that I think about a lot because I'm you know by trade um a copywriter among other um like a million other things that I do um, so language is really important to me. Yes. It's really important to everyone, whether or not you want to recognize it or not. So um, can we talk a bit about the language around body positivity? Yeah. Because, you know, so so we say, well, you're a curvy girl. You're like a big boned girl. <laughs> you're, you're thick. Like, you're thick. Or yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, language is, um, it can be subjective. It can be sort of like accepted. And, you know, we talked about this a bit before. We were talking a bit about some PA experiences and maybe some words that we won't use on here. Um, but, you know, language, it evolves, right? You know, what was what was appropriate 20 years ago uh, is, isn't appropriate right, now. Right, because we know better. We know better, right? And we're educated in things like the internet and social media. Yeah. They raise our awareness. Hopefully, um, I'm sure they do some other yeah, bad things so. too, which I know they do. Um, but let's, let's talk about the language of body positivity. Like, what's the right language to use around body positivity? It's, you know, Tyler, it's so individual mm -hmm. because there's... You know, back to, to Tess Holiday there, she she calls herself fat, you know, and she's good with that because mm -hmm. that's what she is. I, like, I wouldn't be good with that. See, and that's the thing. Like, for me, like, like I'll often say, like, oh, I'm going to go over there and shake my fat ass, right? And people are like, oh, it's not fat. I'm like, no, but I know it is. And it's okay, yeah. you know? And, and so I think that it's really individual. And I think that until you, like, don't go calling people fat. But if they call themselves mm -hmm. fat, that, let them just have that. So stop correcting people for what right. they're trying to kind of embody themselves as. Like, I always say I'm curvy, but like yeah. lots of times like people be like, oh, you're so thick. But like, uh, thick? Like that seems, I don't like that one. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think um, in some situations, you know, it is what it is. But I think it generally comes down to intent for me. Uh, spirit so, and intent. So Absolutely. So do you know what I mean? If you're yeah. going to call somebody like, hey, you got a fat ass or something and like, and you're saying it in a way like. Come here, baby. Bring love, me that, fat, that ass. fat ass. Yeah. I think that's okay. But if you're straight up like, you know, hey. Move your fat ass. Fat fucker or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably not well-intentioned. Right, right. You know what I mean? I agree. You know, I think I, I totally agree with you. Like, the spirit and intent behind words mm -hmm. is, and I mean, yeah, we do live in a society that now we have become a bit more sensitive because we know better, right? But I also think that we, we have to realize that there's still a funness you know, yeah. it, like there's, we can still be fun in the sense that like, you know, like bring me your chubby ass or whatever mm -hmm. the case is. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think that, you know, it's knowing the person, knowing, knowing, you know, who they are and, and the level of confidence, I guess. And, and just maybe just respecting, respecting I think things. Key. I yeah. think that's the key, respect, right? Yeah, respect. And, and I think, Always. you know, when we're, when we're talking about like maybe specifically like copywriting for social media, because you don't have the gauge of like, if you're face to face with someone, you can know like, do you know this person well? Are they a total stranger? Do they yeah. look maybe a bit more open-minded? Do they look maybe like they wouldn't be receptive to certain things? You make those judgments, but when you're putting things onto social media, you're really putting it out to like... Everybody. Everyone. So yeah. you don't know who's consuming it. You don't know the reaction to it. Right. So, you know, I guess we're talking about that. Like, But you're never going to win. Right. You're never going to win. But maybe what's some, like, um, 
what's some like some thoughts or maybe some tips that people can use uh, around some wording or some guidelines for body positivity, right. like specifically online? I think. I think curvy is a really great term. I really do because I think, and even now because it is trending, um, you know, over the course of the last few years that the curvy kind of idea has been trending. I think that that's good. I think we can also use words like straight sized, plus sized. I think that those are effective words that aren't hurtful. Um, I think that, you know, um, yeah, as long as you're not using the words that, you know, fat, yeah, most people, I think, 90% of people would mm -hmm. would take that negatively. So let's just yeah. keep the fat word out. I think that would be a tough one to put, like, in a public forum yeah. because you're going to have some, right. some, some yes, some Yeah, I, I, I do. I really just think, like, straight size, curvy what size. What about big bones? I, you know what? Like, I, I, I hate it. wrists. I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate big like, bone too. I feel like that was what people used to say to me when I was a kid. Like, just, just to be polite. Bones. And I'd be like, he just called me fat. Like, yeah, he right? just called me fat. Yeah, you may as well just say it. Yeah, yeah I don't think yeah. big boned is good. I don't yeah. think that's good. Plus, I don't think the size of your bones determines the size of Look your Look at how petite my wrists are, Tyler. I know, I got small bones too. Small. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think those are all really positive terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it just generally comes down to respect. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And being inclusive. Right. And I also think the other thing, too, and, like, this is something where, you know, I deal with this, you know, um, with, you know, women's issues, with gay issues, uh, trans issues, whatever. Like, sometimes, you know, you're not part of a group, right? So let's yeah. say I'm not a woman, right? So sometimes I question, you know, how do I, how do I support women's groups? Do you know what I mean? Or how do I support women's issues? And, you know... You do it so well. Well, and it, it's a question, you know, and it's come up lots. Um, you know, like, I worked at the YW, but, you know, I guess I look, too, at, like, my, sort of, my gay experience, right? And it's, like, the, right. sort of, like, the gay movement and gay acceptance and gay rights just really wouldn't be anywhere without allies and wouldn't be anywhere yes. without other people supporting yes. it. So I think, you know, sometimes when we talk about body positivity and we talk about, like, well, it's about, you know, making, you know, bigger people or curvy people feel good. And this is really, like, I liked what you said. It's about everyone. Everybody. Right? Yes. Because, like, I have friends that are naturally thin. They eat twice as much as I do. And they are freaking tiny. And they've got type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes, for well, that matter. not the one I know. Oh, well. <laughs> I have a very skinny yeah. friend who's diabetic. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know... Their body type is no less and they didn't, relevant or, no. or appreciated or loved as mine is, right? I think I think body positivity sometimes people confuse it or focus mostly on like like the sort of curvy stuff no. and the big stuff. It's everybody, but it's everyone, yeah. right? You know, when it's people like maybe um, they have different different things with their body, you know. And I liked how you mentioned trans because there's a lot of transitional stuff there, and that's tough. That's and that's tough. a tough one, you know. Yeah. A lot of self-love that has to go into that. God, I, I can't. And you know, and I think that that's where my sensitivity comes from is mm -hmm. that, you know, like, and why I need to be an ally, why I, why I have to is because I've lived that life where I've, I've felt the, those disparaging comments, which you have too, you know, the big boned or whatever they may be, you know, and, and so why would I, why would I ever want to make somebody not feel included the way that I didn't? And that goes for every single human. I don't care who you are. Just come to me. This is a safe heart and I will love you and I will build you. Because I just think that, and we've lost that human touch. As much as social media does connect us, it's this real life. Like when you see somebody, ooh, when you nice. see somebody, and sorry, I should ask. When you see somebody though, like mm -hmm. just, 
give them your energy so that they feel so so much better about themselves when they leave you know and that's always that's been my goal as long as i'm a people pleaser and and you know and that sometimes comes with a negative idea but i want to i just want to make people feel better in my presence and if i can do that then and then i mean i'm living a good life that's that's good for me mm -hmm. so when i think it's like you know I just think it's awesome that you're such a positive role model, that you're doing what you do. I mean, and this is not, I'm just for clarification, like this isn't like a full-time job for you. This no. is like a passion. This is an extension of who you are. This is part of you as a content creator, part of someone who enjoys expressing themselves through social media. Um, you have another full-time job, which we're not going to talk about. Um, but, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, like... Like, I just think it's really cool that you have that sort of philosophy and that you're putting that out there. Um, so one thing that I'm going to ask is um, if, you know, c coming back to sort of younger people, because I think they're the ones that like have, yeah. I don't want to say more, but I mean, they're, they're formative. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So like, if, if you could um, now, um, at your undisclosed age, um, if you could say something to your sort of 14-year-old self or 15-year-old self, um, you know, and maybe just uh, at broad, you know, sort of like youth in general that might have, you know, um, negative feelings about their body, negative feelings about um, their image. Like, what what advice would you give to, to youth you or, know, or your young self? For, I've thought about this so many times and, and I won't keep it too long, but, you know, when I was younger, it always it always seemed that um, it was it was more for to find relationships and that's the thing that I really struggled with and I think that we all do because we all want to feel love in a romantic way and you know for me uh, for everybody else out there the younger people I just like love will find you don't 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 make yourself a different be just be you be authentic and and love will find you whether it be romantic love uh, whether it be you know love from friends but be your authentic self and just learn to love yourself hone in on your skills if you're a great writer start writing you know if you um if you like to create art create art do the things that you have skills for love yourself and all the looks everything else will just kind of gel into place and if you have to tell yourself every single day and i did i told myself every single day i'd look in the mirror straight in the mirror and i'd say you're beautiful and then i would just keep saying it and then I didn't have to say it anymore because I just believed it. So just remind yourself that you are more than this vessel. You carry a soul and a heart and you have skills and you have talents. And and remember that those things are so much more important. Mm -hmm. But the other parts, the, the exterior parts, that all will come into play. Uh, you just have to be patient. And people will love you and you will be loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you have to love yourself. First and foremost. And that's a tough one. Loving yourself, I think, is like... You have to remind yourself. Yeah. It's the hardest thing. I did. I like. I worked so hard to, to make sure that I loved myself. And you know, it's funny because you can work so many years to build your own confidence and surround yourself with people who will build your confidence. And one person, one shitty comment can just tear it down, right? And so then you have to rebuild. But I think, you know, you want to be vulnerable in this life. And, but at the same time, you, right. you have to you have to have a bit of a wall when it comes to, especially putting yourself out there on social media. God, Tyler, you know that. Like you're 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 just so susceptible to all the terrible comments. But you know what? Just take the good. I think I've been pretty lucky though. Have you had many terrible comments? Well, you know, yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe not so much terrible. I don't think I have many terrible I've had comments. a few, like oh, like I've cellulite had, or whatever. Had, cellulite, I've had, Sally. I've had a few like 
like backdoor comments like maybe somebody like like backdoor like like somebody like direct message oh. me or something like that yeah. and it was somebody who just you know somebody who some unsavory person they who all looks like an acquaintance or whatnot but I haven't had a whole lot of like um uh, like we really haven't had anything really too derogatory That's great. Um, on our main page, um, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, um, I guess, you know, so then, so then just to go one layer further, uh, you know, self-love, great. We got a handle, just figure it out. <laughs> um, but, me. but so, you know, a lot of younger people too, um, are involved with social media. So they're Snapchatting, they're Instagramming, yeah. they're on stories, they're putting things out there. You know, and I talk with a lot of young people and um, teachers and, uh, you know, I teach at Nutana um, about certain things. Um, and so, so what's your advice to someone who's choosing to involve themselves in that role? It's, Do you know what I mean? it's not real life. You know, I, and I, I know that, yeah. But I think we're different. Maybe we understand that. We're the, like the kind of the last generation that like actually had a different life. Right. And then started doing social media. So like, but maybe that's what we can tell the youth is like experience the life outside of social media. But how much do you think youth want to listen to us? Well, they don't. I mean, we're old. You quite a bit, like 20 years older than me, obviously. But I mean, but how do we, how do we, we, I mean, as adults, we do have a responsibility to kind of mold youth. Like, mm-hmm. how do we, that's a great question. How do we get people of that age group to realize that there is more to life than what you're seeing on your social media, to what you're posting, what your friends are doing? I mean, it's a highlight reel and we know that, but I, I don't know. How do, how do we, if we can find that answer, maybe we will save the world. Well, I don't think we're going to do it on this show. Not today, but, but tune in. Yeah. So, so in terms of advice, though, just reminding yourself that it's not the real world. It's not real. People only show the highlight reels, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a there's a great movie of every person's life, and and really, we're only seeing the two minute um, trailer when we're looking at social media. There's so much more life. There's there's pain, and there's suffering, and there's happiness, and it doesn't always have a happy ending. Um, but I, I think that it's just important to just realize that this is just a trailer. What you're seeing on social media is just a trailer. And so, and so how do you then, um, with, your, with your Instagram feed, um, how do you um, maybe process some of the like not glamorous stuff? Like, do you choose to share that? Do you yeah, choose I, not to share I that? I do choose in, a, in my writing. Um, yeah. I don't post. I have a separate account for um, writing stuff. I do post a little bit onto the Kirby Canuck, but I think that it shows a realness that, you know, like I, mm-hmm. yeah, there's this big smile and there's the big gesticulations and, and, and mm-hmm. but there's also, there's a, a real person that feels pain. And, and if, if, you know, I get into a fight with my husband I feel that and I sometimes I put it onto paper and then transfer it onto the internet and Mm -hmm. and so that I think and I think that that's why people maybe connect with me is because they see that there's a realness there right and and I don't try to hide that and maybe I need to do a bit of a better job of being a bit more real I don't know if there's better I think it's just personal comfort right I mean it's like I mean when we talk about things that we put on on social media people go well it has to be authentic and it, yeah it has to be authentic but everything you're putting out there is essentially produced it is Not, nothing you put on social media isn't produced it goes through some sort of editing it goes through some sort of photography there's yeah. some thought put into writing sure like it, it's calculated even even on the most base level absolutely. it's calculated absolutely so so innately it can't be a hundred percent authentic no unless maybe you've got like a live video and your friends taking it and you don't know and then that might be totally authentic but like don't do that because you should like that's not very consent good. it's not good for privacy or consent 
Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I think that curation piece, you know, like the, the pieces that we choose to share, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and you know, innately, you know, like we're, we're going to lean towards like the better pieces, especially, you know, as a business, but, sure. um, you know, when, when we can show those pieces of humanity and we can do it in a thoughtful way and we can do it in a way that I guess, you know, I guess when like maybe I choose to share something that's upsetting or, um, not, not, you know, unicorns and rainbows, um, I try to do it in a way that's maybe constructive or yeah. maybe in a way that um, other people that might Can be, relate. yeah, might be going through that, might relate to it or Absolutely. might draw um, some inspiration or something, right? So I, 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 do, I personally, when I, when I share something that's maybe not like um, the best, um, I'll try to do it in a way that maybe um, educates people or, you know, lets people know a bit of like why this upset me or why this was something that was troublesome or what I did with that information or that experience, you know, so other people may, and sometimes too, you know, people will reach out to you with suggestions on things you could do or, um, how they went through the same thing or they, what they did with it or something. So I think there's a lot of positives sometimes, but yeah. I think it's also, you have to, um, you have to be at your comfort level because there's definitely no, um, there's no law that says you have to share good or bad on no. social media. Um, but I think for those of us who are content creators and do find um, social media like an outlet for expression, I think those are the choices you come up with because not every day is amazing. No, and if you <laughs> want a true connection with people, if yeah. you if you want a true connection, you have to show those the darker sides or the, yeah, because not every day is amazing. Like, I mean, you leave your full-time job and you're just like, oh my God, like I'm done. And then, you know, you're like, oh, well, I have to keep my content relevant and I have to keep something positive coming, you know, to the world. And, you know, sometimes that's not easy, but I, I think that that's where that's that, well, you get it. I mean, yeah. God, yeah. like, but I think that that's that maybe that's that authentic kind of connection that we're, we're looking for. And maybe that's how social media that's how it's working to create connections um, is when we're able to show just the, those kind of shreds or the comfortability of vulnerability and, and there's beauty in that. How profound. That's that. Uh, so we're going to flip the tables at this point. Um, and as is tradition, I'm going to invite you to ask me a question. Oh, okay. Well, you could have prepped me on that. I could have had some really great questions. Thanks for that. I feel like you got this. Okay. So, okay. The, the thing that I do love about what you represent is, is that you, you are a builder. You see people, you, um, so I guess my question to you is when you look at somebody's, um, social media, how, like, how do you realize that, you know, the potential, maybe not even social media, maybe just in life, you seem to really be able to realize the potential in other people. You see it, you have this innate ability to, to really um, kind of build. You're a builder. So what, what, what is it in you that makes your ability to kind of see the greatness in people and to be able to kind of pull that out? What is it in you that does that because you're you everything you do kind of embodies supporting everybody else um and yourself as well but i mean it's really beautiful you you do great things well first of all thank you that was definitely not a paid advertisement um <laughs> yeah i mean i guess for me you know i feel really fortunate like i mean uh, my mom has always been an educator so she's always been a teacher yeah. so i mean if anyone's ever been raised with uh, a mother or uh, a like a mom or dad that's an educator. I mean, uh, 
teachers, by by virtue of what they do, are their job is to see the potential in people and give them the tools to realize it. So I think I've always been raised with a mindset to see people um, for their potential. I think sometimes it gets me in trouble because oftentimes people aren't able to realize their own potential, yeah. and that can sometimes be um, troublesome when when you believe in someone and they don't believe in themselves, and there's nothing you can do to change that. Um, you know, I think for me, um, I've got a real curiosity about things. So I, I think Saskatoon um, is not a huge city, but I think for the size that it is, especially growing up when, you know, years and years and years ago and where it is now and the amazingness yes. that it has oh and God. the people and the talent and the music and the fashion and everything that's going on. The food. Uh, the food. Um, I just think there's so many cool things that are happening that it's like when I see things that are happening, like I have so many, um, I guess so many... I guess I've created so many places to connect with people, whether it's social minute or Insta meetups or, you know, some of the photo campaigns we do for like the social media local brand um, or the clients we work with or the different community things we get involved with. Like, I'm always just curious to know more about people, what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. And I also think like, you know, there's not, um, there's, there's not a real fear for me of being um, kind of eclipsed. I think maybe in the very beginning there was because when you're just starting a business, yeah. you have some fears, you know, like, is this going to work or are people going to like this or I'm going to be able to feed myself, um, you know, which is real concerns because yeah. sometimes you can't feed yourself with a new business. I'll feed you. Uh, well, cook. it's not a concern anymore. Thank God. Um, I'm a great cook. Though. But but I think, you know, as as... I've kind of gotten over that and as I've really gotten to know people and known uh, some of my competitors and different community partners, I think, you know, I'm really, really keen on community and um, yes. just just curiosity about different people and curiosity of why people are doing things. And also, I feel, you know, like you you call me a builder a lot, which like... You are. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't totally agree with you not to be um, blunt on live. Um, I, I mean, I definitely do make things. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times I'm more of a, like a connector or a creator because a lot of times I'm moving large pieces together and then building things off of that. But I'm not so always the, but I'm not always the one doing the actual like photography or the modeling or the different things. I feel like a lot of times I'm directing a lot of things. So, uh, and I, with all respect to you calling me, but I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, oh my God. Um, I, I do I do sometimes think that I'm just more um, in charge of a lot of stuff um, and I'm, I'm definitely on the bigger picture side of, of seeing different places where I can connect things. Um, there's a lot of things coming up in 2019 that are like really cool and things that I've been thinking about and planning for like a year, year and a half that are like going to be coming together. Fruition. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, what was the original question? <laughs> Tyler is a connector, not a builder. I'll rephrase. And the your ability to connect people, I think, um, perhaps is maybe the foundation of all things that are so good about you. It's um, And then perhaps they're able just, to build upon I just, themselves. I was craving a Kim argument today. Oh, no, I don't argue. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Plus, do you want to mess with these nails? No, I will rake your beard. He's too pretty to scratch. I get a good beard. I charged I charged seventy five dollars for a back scratch in the Lawson Heights Mall. Yeah, that's a true story. Like recently? Yeah, like before I went on my holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and people thought it was a joke.
joke when I posted it on oh Instagram. Yeah, five dollars. You know what? Five, a good back scratch is worth it. It was you over know, the shirt though, not you know, under. You know what's really funny though? I'm gonna tell you. You like, want a back scratch? Well, five dollars. No. Um, but okay, so here's the thing: back scratches are a weirdly intimate thing. They are. Because, over or under the shirt though because where can you get a back scratch like you can't go to someone for a back you can't scratch. do it yourself so who gives you a back scratch like boyfriend can. girlfriend husband like yeah. wife like maybe if you've got like a friend and it's not super creepy <laughs> but it's kind of like, like and they feel so good like, and they're so good yes. and so and you couldn't even call it like scratchy platchy <laughs> because that's what my, that's what my baba called it scratchy platchy but like back scratches are like like hard to get yeah you, i could go get a massage right now i can pay anyone for to sure massage me. yeah awesome feel great professional massages are probably even better than what a friend can do but like back scratches that's like so i'm gonna start a new instagram page called scratches by k oh yeah just do pop-up shops <laughs> just pop-up shops for my husband actually said to me i said i'm gonna cut my nails he said don't you dare he said who'll scratch my back then and he, he was honest about it. He was like, don't you dare. Because he loves his back scratched. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why he's still married to me. Okay, well. There we have it. I think we're going to wrap it up in a back scratching. <laughs> Five dollars. Um, okay, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I this love you, Tyler. This is the second last uh, social minute before the end of this season. Um, we're back next week. I'm back next week with Jen Sharp from Flat Out Foods. Jen. Uh, it's going to be amazing. She's been traveling all over Saskatchewan eating all kinds so of great. amazing things. Um, we're going to talk about her, her background, what she does now. Um, and Jen is like definitely one of my like new girl crushes. So I'm super pumped about that. Um, Jen. Thank you for being on the show, Kim. Thank you, Tyler. And, um, thank again, you, guys. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks, We did everyone. the same hand gesture at the same time. Bye. Bye.